This is CART's podcast channel for retail solution intelligence. Support for this e-commerce solution podcast and the following message comes from NoQ Commerce. Hi, and welcome to the latest CART podcast series. My name is Sterling Hawkins, and today we're talking about e-commerce. Supermarket retailers are looking to provide online shopping for their customers, and they have a growing number of potential solution providers to consider. In evaluating the different e-commerce solutions, retailers must understand that their competitors include not only the brick-and-mortar store down the street, but increasingly some of the largest technology companies in the world. Think Amazon, Google, Uber, and others. Today, we'll be talking about the top 10 things to look for when choosing an e-commerce solution. And I'm here with our expert, Gary Hawkins. Gary, when you look at e-commerce as a category for retailers, what's the lay of the land? So, obviously, a lot going on in a fast-moving space, right? Customers today have an ability to transact anywhere through their mobile device. And we're seeing uh, very much a merging of the online, offline shopping experiences here. So retailers need to think through how their e-commerce capabilities and solutions are going to merge and integrate with their other existing systems, right? How are they going to get e-commerce transactions into their POS for sales reporting? How does it tie together with their supply chain systems, pricing, loyalty, and other things? right? The retailer needs to concentrate on providing a seamless experience to the customer as they flow between engaging with the retailer both online and in the physical store. Having made the decision to offer online shopping, the first and perhaps the most important decision for retailers to make is the branding of the new service. How should retailers look at branding, Gary? So retailers really have three primary choices here. Right. The first is a, a white labeled solution. In this case, the retailer is uh, branding the service to their retail operation. They're taking on all operational responsibility related to that offering, including fulfillment and delivery. Mm-hmm. The next choice is working with a third party solution. An example of this would be Instacart. Right. Effectively, the retailer is outsourcing their online shopping to that third party for fulfillment. Just keep in mind that sometimes there's a concern here about the retailer losing control of that customer relationship. Right, but the upside is they have little or no operational responsibility there. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. The the last choice is a co-branded approach, and it's really a hybrid approach. The retailer's branding is accompanied by the solution provider's branding, right? Uh, Often using a powered by type of phrasing. So unlike a third-party approach, Retailers here uh, uh, have the responsibility still for fulfillment and delivery. User experience is really everything these days, and that's particularly important for online shopping, which is the second thing to consider. Retailers should look for a solution that is dedicated to online grocery shopping because there are a lot of nuances specific to the grocery shopping online that are absent in other retail verticals. What are some of the things to look for when considering the user experience? So the first thing to look for is a solution that provides a responsive website, right, that automatically configures to the screen size of whatever device the shopper is using. 
their desktop, a notebook computer, a tablet, or a smartphone. Right? Many shoppers today actually are migrating and switching from one device to another as they transact. And they'll abandon that transaction if it's not suitable on that it's, device. It's absolutely right. right. The next key thing to look for is a native mobile app, right? And especially one offering both an iOS and Android version. The majority of time consumers are spending online through their mobile devices is spent using apps. So having a native mobile app that provides a better user experience is really important. Mm -hmm. And through both of those, an intuitive interface that makes a lot of sense to the customer. So they don't have to think about how do I shop? How do I build lists? How do I check out? It's just an extension of their experience. That's right? right. Now, the next thing is that customers should have the same access online to savings and promotions that they do in the store. This includes weekly sale items, TPRs, special promotions, coupons, and so on. And this is something that a lot of retailers take for granted until they get deep into a project and find that maybe not all those types of promotions are supported. So really spend time looking at that. Mm -hmm. Closely related to that, for those retailers with a loyalty program, talk about with the solution provider how you're able to integrate your loyalty program with that online experience. Can customers earn and redeem points online like they can in the store? Do online transactions uh, enable them to earn rewards on your fuel program? Can they participate in your uh, pet clubs, baby clubs, and other programs? Mm -hmm. And while being online, you can provide additional services that aren't available around the traditional in-store infrastructure, like a recipe database. That's right. So, you know, you got one more thing to look at, right? How are recipes integrated to that e-commerce solution, both as a service to customers, but also as a way to sort of gently try to upsell the customer, get them to purchase other things as they're focused on dinner. The third area is really mission critical for retailers to efficiently and profitably operate an online shopping service, and that's order fulfillment. There are a couple of different fulfillment methods to consider. Right. So the first is a paper-based fulfillment. What's happening here is the retailer is simply printing out the order on paper that serves as the pick list when uh, the, the retailer's person goes around the store picking that order. Look for an ability to order that picking by aisle or department and some kind of efficiency reporting related to that. The next method is a digital, right? We're talking about dedicated order picking apps here that re sit on either a smartphone or a tablet that the picker uses as they go around the store. It helps route them through the store for the most efficient path to pick that product. It provides graphical images to help them choose the right product. It provides ability to put in uh, weighted uh, items and so on. Yeah, and there's a number of other bells and whistles that a lot of solution providers are offering. Things like special carts or totes for picking. Handheld scanners so they can scan the items as they're putting them into the basket. And you have to find somebody that's got reporting to make sure everything is going as efficiently as possible. And some of them even have automated recommendations about how to do it better. That's absolutely right. In short, retailers need to pay as much attention to the fulfillment efficiency of their e-commerce business as they do their in-store operations.
The fourth thing to look at is transaction processing. How do you actually record the sales of e-commerce orders? That's right. And again, here, there's basically two different methods that are used. The first is the order is picked and then run through the checkout just as a normal customer order would be, right? Now, that makes it easy because it's being recorded in your POS system, but it's inefficient in the sense you've not only now picked the order, but you now have to handle it again to run it through the checkout. The other approach is an integration between your e-commerce system and the store's point-of-sale system, where that transaction is passed electronically in, uh, uh, ingested back into the store POS. Much more efficient system uh, to, to uh, record that. And payment processes and options also really need to be carefully evaluated. I know some solutions integrate payment into the online transaction, and so the order is completely fulfilled. Other solutions require the retailer to either store customer payment data or process it manually, which opens up the door to potential liabilities. That's right. And one of the other things retailers need to look at relative to payment is what the payment processing rates are for their e-commerce business, right? Because they're going to be different, probably, than what you're paying in the store. Today's podcast is brought to you by NoQ Commerce. Gary, what are the most important areas for a grocery retailer to consider when looking at the e-commerce space? So there's two important areas. The first is user experience that is so vital to not only draw customers in the first time, but more importantly, keep them coming back, making them repeat customers. The other is back-end operations and efficiency and fulfillment that is so important to driving long-term profitability. And that's an area a lot of retailers are struggling with. And when you look at all the providers out there that have different kinds of e-commerce services, who do you think is managing the mix of both of those the best right now? So the company that immediately comes to mind is NoQ, right? They understand how grocery works. They've got a lot of great experience with supermarkets and on the consumer experience side. And they combine that with a focus on back-end operations, providing fulfillment software, applications, and business systems that really help retailers work at the leading edge. Listeners, to learn more and find out how NoQ Commerce does it, go to noqcommerce.com. Number five is order delivery. Retailers need to consider what order delivery options they want to provide shoppers. That's right. So the first option every retailer should consider offering is what's called click and collect. So the shopper can order online, place their order, the order is picked for them, and then staged for the customer to pull into the parking lot on their way home, uh, maybe call the store, text a certain number, and a store associate brings your order out, puts it in the trunk, and off they go. Very popular in Europe and growing in popularity here. Absolutely. You know, it's it's far more efficient than home delivery, which is really the next area that retailers need to look at because this is where they're going head-to-head with Amazon and with a number of their other more traditional retailers that are doing home delivery, right? You need to think about what it's going to take to do this. Do you need to purchase new vehicles, vans, uh, liability insurance? Does the solution you're working with provide you delivery routing for the most efficient delivery path? Uh, and so on. There's a lot of pieces involved here. A whole nother level of complexity. That's right. Now, 
there's an option here that I think retailers may begin wanting to start looking at is the possibility of partnering with third-party delivery services, such as an Uber or other local delivery services in their markets, to actually handle that last mile of transporting the product from the store to the shopper's home. Now, with all of this, you have to give thought to how you're going to price the delivery service if that's in place. So you can charge additional fees to pick it up at the store, maybe something else to deliver it at home. So there's some options here around the economics. Absolutely. The sixth area to take a look at tends to be very challenging, especially for smaller retailers. And that's the idea of ensuring a high quality service with product images, descriptions, and prices all being accurate. It's all about the data, right, Gary? That's right. The integrity of the retailer's data here directly corresponds to the user experience the customer has online, right? And, and as you called out, Sterling, this is an area where smaller retailers are really pushed. They have not necessarily stressed data integrity in their master item files in the past, right? But it's product full product descriptions, not an abbreviated uh, name for that. Uh, it's having information on locally sourced products and other things. And, and related to this is images. National brand images are relatively easy to come by, and your solution provider most likely has those. But it's product images for your store-made products, any locally sourced products that you're going to probably need some help with. So talk with a solution provider around assistance they can provide. Yeah, and, and lucky us, a lot of the solution providers have realized this as a problem area and offer solutions to help. That's right. Number seven is an area that's often overlooked by retailers, and that's security. And there's a couple key areas to think of here. One, the obvious one, is security related to payment information, right? If the payment is handled through the e-commerce solution, make sure it's PCI compliant. They have all those safeguards. The next area to uh, uh, review security around is around PII. All the personal information the solution provide, uh, provider now has on the customer, name, email, address, phone number, and so on, right? Make sure that's locked down. The third area, and one easily overlooked, is if the e-commerce solution is integrated to your point of sale system to pass that transaction across, make sure that that does not become a weak point where a hacker can break in through the e-commerce provider and get into your store level systems. Bottom line, make sure all the data is secure. Th that's right. Ask your solution provider for any penetration testing they've had done by third parties, any third party security audits they've had done, any certification they have around this. Number eight is administrative control. What does your portal look like into your online shopping business? That's right. So talk with the solution provider about your ability to access information reporting around your e-commerce business, number of orders a day, by hour, by store, the amount of sales you're doing, efficiency reporting to give you an idea of how well the people you have dedicated to this are doing in picking those orders and, and getting them out for delivery. Uh, look for an ability to add or delete products, set up and manage delivery time windows by store group, by specific store possibly, and certainly support for different delivery fees across your different 
uh, stores, regions, and so on. Remember that your online store is always open, even if your physical store is closed. And so technical support becomes a broader issue than how it may stand today. And that's number nine. So talk with your solution provider around how they provide technical support, both to you as the retailer and to your customers. Right? There's two pieces to this you need to consider. Do they provide you know, 24 by 7 support for your customers because they're shopping at all hours of the day, seven days a week? Or do they ask that the customers call you as the retailer for first level support and then you in turn have to call the solution provider? Ask about, for your perspective, do they provide 24 by 7 technical support or is it only you know, Monday through Friday office hours? Number 10 is considering the company. There are many e-commerce solutions available today, and more are coming into the market every single month. Many of these are young companies sensing an opportunity, while others are solutions that have served the retail market, maybe other retail verticals, and are repositioning to serve grocery. It's really critical to understand the company you're going to partner with for an important and growing piece of the business. So there's really three questions I think you should ask here of the solution providers you're talking to. The first is around their business focus. Are they focused solely on grocery e-commerce? Is that their core business? Or is it one of many retail sectors they support? Because what we're finding is grocery e-commerce has a lot of nuances to it not present in other retail areas. The next is experience. How long have they been in business? How many other retailers are they serving today? Ask for references. Just because they've been in the market for a number of years doesn't necessarily mean they're the best, right? They could be using outdated technology. Newer companies may employ new technology but lack industry experience. Look for the right balance. Lastly, ask them about how they're funded, particularly for the new and young solution providers that have come into the space, right? There's many solutions that have come in. There's probably going to be a shakeout at some point down the road. Make sure the company that you choose to work with is going to be standing as that shakeout happens. Beyond the top 10 things we're all considering now, what are some additional things retailers should look at and discuss with their potential solution providers? So there are three additional areas retailers uh, should also be looking at and talking with solution providers about. The first, obviously, is pricing. Right? A common pricing model used by e-commerce solution providers is a combination of a per-store monthly license fee and some kind of percentage of sales fee from online orders. Look for the right balance of costs, including any one-time implementation costs and any extra costs not included in that license fee. For example, for uh, maybe fulfillment equipment, other apps, that type of thing. You don't want that to sneak up on you. That's right. The next are talk about partnerships the e-commerce company may have, right? Partnerships with well-known firms like POS companies, some of the established solution providers and others helps ensure the application has gone through some extensive due diligence and can help indicate how the solution is viewed in the marketplace. Right. When third parties are also integrating with it, it means more. Th that's right. The last is marketing support. Right? We've seen a lot of retailers rush to get an e-commerce in place. They launch it, talk about it, and then they go silent. Mm -hmm. right? 
you need to look at this as almost another department in your store that you're constantly talking about, constantly promoting, building customer awareness up. So be prepared to invest in marketing, not only to support the launch, but the ongoing service you're providing. Talk to the solution provider about how they can support you in these efforts. Yeah, a lot of the best practices that they'll be able to offer are from some of the other deployments that they put into place. And that's a valuable experience you want to make sure you can take advantage of. Absolutely right. Like what you're hearing? Tell your friends and colleagues. Your reviews on iTunes and on the CART website, advancingretail.org, are greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening.